Hi everyone, welcome back to our Climate Heroes series. It's time for some optimism. Today, in the second episode of the series, Mary Faithen is speaking with Nikki Sparshot, the CEO of Unilever for Australia and New Zealand, about how a business can be a force for good and how that will be fundamental in building a financially secure and sustainable business for the future. Here's Nikki. Uh, hi, I'm Nikki Sparshot. I'm uh, the CEO of Unilever for Australia and New Zealand, and I'm also the global CEO for uh, T2T, which is a wonderful little tea business that we have globally. Thank you so much for joining me for the Climate Heroes conversation. I know that Unilever's commitment to social responsibility goes way back to the very beginning of, of the company, but the commitment to climate and to is it sort of originates in the 2010 Sustainable Living Plan, which came to conclusion last year. Tell me about the impact that that had on the company. Yeah, well, look, it was amazing um, in that it was a really pivotal moment for Unilever when Paul Pullman, who was the CEO at the time, decided that we would really make a very bold claim about our ambition to double the business but halve our environmental impact um, and then subsequently also positively impact the lives of billions of people globally as part of our um, social inclusion policies and all derived from the sustainable development goals. And if you fast forward 10 years on from that initial statement, uh, even under the um, leadership of Alan Jope, who's our current CEO and has as much conviction, if not more, in this space, um, many of the things that we had set out to achieve have been delivered. There are some that are still work in progress and we remain uh, ever passionate about delivering it. But what I love the most is it's done two key things. One is, is it's really embedded sustainability and this need to have a positive impact on planet and people very much at the heart of our business agenda so that it informs uh, not just what we do but how we go about it. And the second thing is, I think it has paved the way uh, for many other companies across industries to also look at how they are taking up their obligations, responsibilities, privilege that they have leading businesses to have um, similar impact. So it's uh, very much at the heart of what we, we do at Unilever. How does that impact on on the staff um, when they're actually carrying out something that's, you know, got this broader vision of, of taking care of their environment? Do you know, I think uh, everyone wants to get up in the morning and feel like the way that they're investing their time, their energy and effort has a really positive, purposeful impact. And uh, at Unilever, I think by and large, the people that work at Unilever are hugely motivated by the, the fact that irrespective of the brand they work on or the factory that they're in or the country that they're um, based in, uh, everything we do has the potential to actually be a real force for good. So using business as a force for good. So it's an incredible galvanizer actually, um, and particularly when things are tough, because actually it's one thing to say, we're going to put sustainability at the heart of what we do. To actually make that happen is quite difficult. I think many companies don't do it, not necessarily because they don't have the passion to want to do it, but uh, a lot of it is the will to make it happen. 
Uh, and so I think in those moments where we've set ourselves these big ambitions and we're not quite sure how we're going to land them, it's been a really uh, important unifier for people in our business, irrespective of the function they're in, to sort of say, well, how do we take this up? How do we make it happen and yeah. find um, sort of remarkable solutions in difficult times? Being a market leader has also required a lot more heavy lifting too. You've described it to me before as climbing Everest with one arm. Can you talk about that experience a little bit more? Yeah, um, it goes probably a little bit to the, the last point I've made. But yes, I did say to you that sometimes this is like climbing Everest with um, your arms behind your back and blindfolded. And, and at the end of the day, it's because sometimes we, we set these ambitions about reduction in plastics or, you know, moving to net zero emissions or um, making sure that we sustainably source all of our ingredients. Um, and it is really important to set these ambitions. Sometimes we know how we're going to solve for them and sometimes we don't. And you do have that feeling every now and then of catching your breath and thinking, gosh, I'm just not really sure. And this is why I'm so passionate about creating these ecosystems of people that are both willing and able to partner to make things happen. So what is really important to us at Unilever is not just what we say we're going to do, but the reality that we are so interdependent in our relationship with government, with NGOs, with other businesses um, and also you know with with universities and those other entities that we can partner with that can help to solve for some of these uh, wicked challenges that when landed actually make such an important um, and positive impact uh, on our community. Well, as you've said, you've been widely collaborative in this process, but I'm particularly interested in your collaborations with WWF and the Climate Council and Planet Arc. What have they, has that collaboration brought to Unilever in the sense of driving that, that process forward? Yeah, look, I, look, I think um, above all, we, we've got a certain expertise um, as business owners. And the NGOs that we partner with have also got some incredible expertise. And there's nothing more powerful than coming together with uh, different perspectives, different knowledge to try to solve problems. So WWF, you know, we work with them on, um, you know, re renewable sources of energy and how do we galvanise uh, not only other businesses, but also the government to set ambition really high when it comes to this area. And, you know, when I was growing up, my mother said to me, aim for the stars, you might get the moon. And I kind of think half the battle is setting the ambition high and then working with the people to solve for them. And so we're really proud of the partnerships that we have with, with WWF, with, with Planet Arc, with the Climate Council, with APCO. Um, each and every uh, group that we partner with brings that unique capability that in many ways, I feel like it's a one big puzzle and uh, all of us hold some of those puzzle pieces so that we can, you know, we can make the whole. Yeah, so true. Um, I want to go back to uh, some of the climate-related achievements that you, you've already made uh, with Unilever, including 100% uh, renewable electricity in Australia, which you achieved in January last year. Um, what are the other sort of like key points in that that you, would, that, that you can speak of proudly at the moment? 
Yeah, look, I, I think um, so we're very proud of that. And actually the next part of our ambition is having a look at how we can decarbonise some of our manufacturing uh, capabilities in Australia. And that's an area that's not uh, so easy to, to navigate, trying to work out how we substitute things like gas for alternative sources of energy. Um, we are focused very much on reducing, removing um, the amount of plastics that we use in our, um, our ecosystem. We very much want to reduce the amount of virgin plastics and we're really proud that we were the first um, consumer goods company that was really out there using post-consumer recycled um, plastics in, in our products. And, and certainly we know that consumers today are, are much more aware of, of that than ever before. Um, the way we produce our products, we're looking to, we talk about our carbon rainbow. So replacing, I guess, fossil fuel-based ingredients with, with cleaner um, sources of ingredients in many of our products also, so that we can have a, a much more positive impact from a, a consumer use point of view. So you can feel confident that when you buy our laundry products, for example, not only do they have amazing cleaning qualities, but you know that it's um, it literally doesn't cost the earth, you know, when you when you use them, um, and pun intended, for sure in that space. Um, and the other thing, really, I want to call out is just choosing to work with suppliers who also set the bar really high when it comes to um, making positive choices on climate action. And in some instances, we have partners that are as passionate and as advanced um, as you could hope for in this space. In other areas, um, we have definitely people that are willing and not entirely sure how to do it. And we partner together to try to solve for the right outcomes. Um, and, and of course, we will we'll prioritise um, partnering with, with those companies that, that do also put themselves out there and set those standards high. Mm. I, I wouldn't, I'm interested to hear your observations about the, the advantage in the market at the moment for being a company that is so open about its goals around sustainability and climate. Like how are consumers responding to you now as opposed to, you know, five to ten years ago? There has definitely been an increased amount of awareness and also advocacy, I would say, from um, citizens in this space. So I think there was a time where you wouldn't get a lot of pushback around the desire to want to be able to buy and use sustainably produced products, but it wasn't necessarily translating into purchase behaviour. But that's shifted, I think. We're now seeing people saying, not only does this matter to me, but I'm, I'm prepared to actually make choices around the brands that I buy as a result of it. What was interesting even over the course of last year with, with I guess, being at the height of COVID, at least in Australia and New Zealand, one may have expected that things slowed down in this space as other sort of problems seemed higher on the agenda. But if anything, we've seen climate action elevate even more uh, and, and people really wanting action from government, from businesses, from communities, um, and also I think much more of a recognition around the actions that individuals can take, you know, that sort of small step, big difference 
when everyone does it, it has a massive ripple effect. So I, I found really interesting in the recent um, Edelman Trust survey that was published that actually the, the number one thing on people's mind that kept them up at night and that they wanted to see more action on. Um, number one was job security, which is unsurprising given the climate, but the second one was climate change and climate action specifically. So yeah, we're seeing it. We're, we're definitely seeing that shift um, in, a, in a quite a profound way. Have you been able to identify how Unilever's leadership in this space has had a, a, a flow-on effect into other organisations, other similar organisations? You know, it's, it's a funny thing here because I think there was a time where it might have even been called out as a competitive advantage for a company like Unilever who was leading the way. And we've, we've you know, been really proud that we've topped the Dow Jones Sustainability Index and, and many other similar um, uh, similar sort of kind of accolades over the years. And the, the interesting thing is that um, we don't want it to be a competitive advantage. We, we do want everybody to uh, sort of, you know, lift the floor and raise the ceiling on this. And, and definitely, I think you see across the board and across industries as well, a heightened level, not only of the awareness of the importance of this to consumers, to customers, to investors, but you also start to see more action around it. This absolute reality that there's nothing more powerful than being the change you want to see, because actually if we don't do it, who will? Tell me a bit more about the Unilever Compass. Yeah, so the Compass, I guess, is the next iteration on from our Unilever Sustainable Living Plan. But what I love about the Unilever Compass is that it brings together our business plan and our sustainability commitments into one, one document, inextricably linked, that says that the way Unilever does business, has done business, will continue to do business, is in being a force for good with a very strong focus on a multi-stakeholder view. So we serve consumers, and retailers and shareholders uh, and our suppliers and the community. Um, so that very broad-based view of how you show up as a business and how you serve others um, and, and inter, intertwining our business outcomes, our financial outcomes with our planet and people outcomes. So I find it hugely motivating uh, because we're not asking anyone in the organisation to sort of run a business plan over here and a sustainability agenda over there. We're saying, actually, for us, they're one and the same. This is how we do business. This is how we will deliver shareholder return. This is how we will deliver amazing experiences for our consumers through our brands. Uh, so, yeah, that is the Unilever Compass in a nutshell. Uh, speaking of shareholders, I know that in May you'll be taking your climate transition action plan to the shareholders. And I'm interested in any sense still of there being a risk around having these values underpinning an organisation in 2021? I think there's more of a risk in not having these values underpin an organisation in 2021 and beyond. You know, so we, we are 
we are so convinced that it is the right way to do business, that when you do this, you do maximise shareholder return and you also um, really start to shift the needle on the impact that business can have on the environment and also on social inequality um, and so many of those other issues that actually threaten our shared humanity as much as COVID has over the last 18 months and if not if not more so, um, when we don't sort them out. So I, I think it's fantastic that we are taking this to the investor community. I think there are always going to be people that um, are, are more cynical than others on this front. But this is where I you know, passionately believe that we have to have the, the, the fortitude of our conviction here. This is absolutely um, the way we need businesses to to show up and to to serve citizens mm. I know you said that the that the Unilever compass was hugely motivating and I, I as a final question I'd love to hear from you about what it actually means to be able to work in this space having these open conversations and actively doing the right thing about climate and sustainability in the in the broader context of Australia really being quite immature in that conversation what does it mean to be able to show up and do what you do look I think the key thing is to be able to demonstrate in some small way what can be done when you put your mind to it and and I can tell you for sure we haven't got it all sorted at Unilever there are some areas that we are leading the way on there are others that we're not and we're learning very much from other companies um, and other partners in this space who are doing better. And what I have found for sure is that there is so much generosity in, in shared learning here. You know, I, I love connecting with other companies and that's, that's the joy in actually learning from others and then replicating it for your own business. There's so much transferable knowledge. Um, but I also personally feel and it's a great um, joy for me in the role that I'm in, that we have an opportunity here to actually um, use our voice in just building that awareness and, and just uh, that invitation to many other companies, governments, NGOs, et cetera, to lean in with us so that, and the community as well, so that we can do um, remarkable things in what feels like very audacious goals, but, um, one step forward and before we know it we will have taken many steps together so yeah I uh, look I, I remain hugely motivated by it if someone had said to me Nikki your job is just to deliver financial return for Unilever in, in Unilever Australia and New Zealand um, this would not have been the job for me but when someone says you've got an opportunity here to be a force for good in Australia and New Zealand and use the wonder of the Unilever brands and the fantastic people and the infrastructure and the knowledge uh, to not only be able to grow the business in a, in a positive way, but to have that small ripple effect on, on, on the industry um, and on others, then that's a great thing. And, and I feel very much in the circle of companies that I have the great privilege of working with on different forums, there is more coming to the party in that regard, and that's great. Nikki, thank you so much for spending the time to share some of the Unilever story with me today. It was my absolute pleasure. Thank you for having me.